supporting each other's authentic expression is not always easy to like right. when it feels like it's in conflict with let's say you wanted to go out and do something in the world and that felt in conflict with meeting my needs met or i felt threatened by what you wanted to do yeah these things come up but the beautiful thing is that we get to use this also as a way of getting to see where we're limited or stuck in our own thinking right and we're not feeling secure in our relationship for some reason because something is like a, a wound or something's getting kicked up. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome everybody to episode number one of The Art of We. On this first episode, which, by the way, is launching on the anniversary of our very first date in 2017, we want to share why we're launching this podcast, give you a sense for who we are and a flavor of what this podcast will offer. It's a little awkward for us starting a podcast. So we're going to start by reading a brief introduction to ourselves and the show before we get into the conversation. We created this podcast for couples like us who want to lead change and elevate their contribution to the world. The podcast is about taking full advantage of the potential that can often lie dormant inside of committed partnerships that don't have the proper support. Yeah, and we know the dormant terrain well. Having both come from previous relationships, very different from the one we have with each other now, we know the challenge of getting painfully stuck. And we also intimately know the reality of having a partnership that's co-created out of a mutual commitment to have the purpose of our relationship be to support our greatest expression and contribution to the world, both individually and as a couple. We led rich and fulfilling lives before we met each other, but the kind of goals that we've been able to dream up, pursue, and achieve together far exceeds what we were able to do individually. Since our first date, we've started four businesses, one of them among the fastest growing companies in the U.S., and we're impacting thousands of lives across the world through advanced educational programs in integrative medicine for mental health and psychedelic-assisted therapy. So what's different about our relationship now than our previous ones? It all started with a juicy conversation on our very first date five years ago today. So let's go back to our very first date. Why did you ask me out in the first place? Well, I think we have to go back to... 2017 and a little bit, rewind the tape a little bit before I got a call from my good friend and business partner, Keith. And he wasn't uh, your business partner at the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I had been in a 20 year relationship and my ex and I had gone through a year of intense discovery and closure to that relationship and gotten super clear around I think it was the beginning of October of 2017 that this relationship was over. And the very next day, I got a message from Heath saying, hey, we want to introduce you to somebody. And I said, what the hell? I've been in a relationship for 20 years. 
I haven't been out for 24 hours. This is crazy. I am not ready for this. So he sold me. He called back and left another message and said, hey, um, she's single right now, but I don't know for how long. So you better make a decision here. And at that point, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to need to learn how to date because I'm committed to a very specific kind of partnership that I want. And that's not going to start without having a first date. So what the heck? I mean, I can't go wrong by taking somebody out on a date. Plus, you were vetted by some people that I really trust. So that was huge for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And also part of the story and partially why I said yes is because Keith's wife, Emma, I had known for probably a decade, maybe. Yeah, about that time. We've been in a women's group for several years. uh, Deep, deep, deep friendship. Now all the four of us are in business together. But uh, she also simultaneously reached out to me and was like, well, actually, they both left me a message. Mm. And like they were at a sales and marketing conference. So they were really working their sales pitch. (laughs) And so they were saying, yeah, you really guys, you really need to meet this guy. And I had heard about you. You were kind of like the doctor, integrative doctor in town. And I had known about you, but um, had never really remember meeting you. So yeah, I was psyched. It was a good time in my life too to to say yes to something. Mm. So then you asked me out. We went to an amazing restaurant in town, which is like, oh, I like that restaurant. Good choice. <laughs> what was your recollection of our first conversation together at that at that night, that date? Well, I was just coming off of listening to an episode on a podcast of a friend of ours, a friend who ended up being the best man in our wedding, and uh, Jason Gaddis and uh, the Relationship School podcast that featured Andrew Harvey, who is a, a beautiful poet and Rumi translator who was going off about how partnerships can affect huge change in the world. And in this dark time when the planet, it's important for couples to mobilize and do beautiful things in the world because the world needs that. And mm-hmm. He was talking about the difference between that kind of relationship and a relationship that is only focused on creating a private oasis of of pleasure and comfort uh, for the individuals in the partnership. Yeah. So you brought that to the table about yeah. this is what you were wanting in relationship. Yeah. Because we got, you know, the first date is always like, well, what do you want? Well, what do you want? We, we definitely got into that conversation. And the cool thing is that we both came from the same, basically the same conversation we brought to the table because I was at the heights of my own consulting career, which at the time, a big primary conversation was, what are we up to in this company? What are we up to in this conversation? What are we up to in relationship? And I was really clear that the next partnership that I had, I wanted to have a very clear and explicit purpose and up to that our relationship was actually of greater service than um, like what you were saying, our little private love oasis. So it was really cool that we both came to this conversation together. So I left that evening, which we closed down the restaurant, <laughs> which was so fun. Yeah, they had to kick us out. I left that evening with a deep curiosity. Like I was definitely, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is the guy, and it, and it wasn't like, oh, this is no big deal. It was like I really need need and want to pay attention to what's happening here, and that's how I left the conversation the night. Mm-hmm. And how did you, what was your first experience of that? Well, I remember walking away from the restaurant to find my car and thinking to myself, gosh, it's been a long time since I was encountering somebody new like this. And 
I've been in a relationship for 20 years. This is pretty early in being out and about and free to date people. I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is a really, really interesting person, beautiful person, really sexy woman. And I also was thinking to myself, is it aligned for me to move straight into exclusivity or focus even on one person? Am I really clear about what I want? I'd spent years in my previous relationship defining and refining and working through and in therapy and in ceremony and spiritual practice, getting super clear about what I wanted. So I felt very clear about what I wanted, but I also didn't know if dating other people was necessary for me to further refine that for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was in this moment of, wow, I really like this person and, you know, what's right for me right now? Yeah. So let's break that down a little bit. You're saying you were in a relationship and you were trying to clarify what you wanted in relationships. So what was going on in your relationship such that you were thinking about what you wanted in an, in another right. relationship? No, I was trying uh, with my ex to get more and more and more and more clear about what wasn't working and making a commitment to myself to have the kind of relationship that I knew I needed. Mm -hmm in order for me to feel supported enough to go out and do things in the world that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it was really helpful to go through that process with her because it is what led to clarity about, oh, you want this, and that's super different from mm -hmm. what I want. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to that moment at the end of the summer of 2017, I knew that that relationship wasn't going to be where I found what I was really needing and wanting and committed to finding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really good timing for me too. I was two years out of the end of my previous partnership, which ended actually in sudden death, which was a, a whole huge journey and challenge and so many gifts that helped prepare me for you. But also the relationship that I was in, it was beautiful and challenging at the same time. And I think ultimately the reason why that relationship isn't this relationship is because it's two different people, of course, but also there was, we didn't have the skill sets that we really needed to break through some heavy patterns with each other. We definitely weren't aligned around what we were up to together. I think we never really had the conversation about it in the mm -hmm. first place. So we kind of were trying to be aligned, but weren't really fully aligned and ha didn't have the communication and and agreements and even knowledge of a conversation like that to get aligned. And then we also had a lot of trauma inside of our field that couldn't get resolved because we didn't have the tools to heal the trauma. Mm. So I knew in my heart, especially after Mark died, that I was like, okay, once I got through like the first year of just devastation, it was like, okay, I'm really deeply aware that I want a different partnership and I'm committed to finding that in my lifetime. Mm. Beautiful. It's painful and somehow beautiful and sacred the way that the pain that we experience in our lives helps us sharpen the blade of who we're going to become and what we want. And I think we had different versions of that mm -hmm. uh, coming into the situation of the first day. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements. 
Agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. So let's talk a little more about this up to conversation. Great. I didn't quite understand what that meant for a while. And so I think it'll be helpful to to try and flesh that out a little bit in our first episode. Yeah, that sounds good. Because it's so core to how we are together. So core. And I would say without this orientation, it's really easy to see how we would be less aligned, less connected, less on fire, less clear, less able to resolve conflicts. Uh, so mm. it just feels super core, like you said. Yeah. And it's a deep resource to draw on when we get stuck, like all people do. Mm -hmm. um, to remember that. What are we up to together? Why are we together? What is this relationship about? Where are we going? So, you know, we had the fortune to meet another person who had a very similar desire in the world, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of our up to has been about supporting one another's most authentic expression in the world. And this is something that's maybe easy to pay lip service to, but to actually live an authentic life is a really challenging thing to do. There's so much programming. There's so much trying to be what you think someone else wants you to be, mm -hmm. trying to be who your family needed you to be as a child. So many layers of conditioning to work through to find that authenticity. So having someone in your corner who is cheering you on, challenging you, supporting you, as committed as you yourself are to your own authentic expression is an incredible experience and an incredible resource. So that is one piece. And then the other one of our up to is we're here to make dynamic contributions to the world that reduce the suffering on the planet. It's really, really, really important to us that we're not only caring for our own comfort and desire and pleasure and fun. It's all, that's all part of it. But that's also in service of this higher goal that we have. Definitely. And I'll say that supporting each other's authentic expression is not always easy to like right. when it feels like it's in conflict with like, let's say you wanted to go out and do something in the world and that felt in conflict with meeting my needs met or I felt uh, threatened by what you wanted to do or yeah, these things come up. But the beautiful thing is that we get to use this also as a way of getting to see where we're limited or stuck in our own thinking. Right. And we're not feeling secure in our relationship for some reason, because something is like a, a wound or something's getting kicked up. But I'm just wanting to say that it's not always easy to support each other in our greatest expression. Yeah. And most authentic expression. And it's really, truly the greatest gift I can imagine inside of a relationship. I can't say that I feel like I have other relationships that are as deeply and truly committed and supportive of, of my unfolding than this relationship. Or as deeply challenging, probably. Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, Krista and I each individually had this kind of commitment to personal growth that was so much a part of our DNA before we met, and it continues to be a huge priority. And so having partnership where we have to face these limiting younger, you know, more fear or anxiety based thoughts, like Krista was saying, like going into oh, wait, I'm not going to get my needs met if you fully authentically express yourself. I'm dealing with that fear every single day in Mm -hmm. this relationship. So that's part of the beauty of it is the growth that I get to experience of having to confront my own limitations in myself every day by standing for your authenticity, even in the face of what that brings up for me. Totally. And it's all welcome, right? That's what's so beautiful about the conversation is that we make room for Well, you know, you going and wanting to do that brings this up for me and we can hold both. And we hold it together. It's like, it's our responsibility to hold those parts together. And so when we started to share with our friends out in our community, like, Hey, this is, you know, this is the conversation that we're having. We found that most people were not having this kind of conversation inside of the relationship. It was very rare to find somebody. I actually don't know if we've totally, I'm sure that they have their own language for it. Some of them, but the people who were new to this conversation, like, oh man, like this, feels like a really important thing that we could use in our relationship. So I want to invite for those of you who are listening to inquire, have you and your partner ever talked explicitly about why you're together or what you're up to? It could be many different reasons. It could be conscious parenting. It could be your private, your own private love oasis. It, It could be many different reasons and they're all awesome. But the question is like, are you actually explicitly talking about it? What is the purpose of the relationship? Are you both mutually aligned about that purpose? And I just invite you to really reflect on what's most meaningful to you in your lifetime. And I invite your partner to do this as well. And is your partnership a called out vehicle to accomplish that? Right. Because, uh, and that leads right into this other piece that's so important to us is that we can do more than I can. So the concept of one plus one equals 11 And this is what we've discovered and we continue to learn about is in our relationship that us together creates unbelievable possibilities, both individually and out in the world that we couldn't reach or couldn't tap into previously. You can speak for yourself, but I can get really sometimes stuck, especially when it's places of deeper challenge for me where I go into an I space Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, my brain literally thinks that I can do more on my own. And so it's been a spend years together of rewiring that no it's actually that we can do more together and it's always it's always come to be true for me on my end that that's actually what's true for me is that we can do better together more together yeah 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 Yeah. and sometimes you know as krista was saying it's a it sort of runs counter to our survival mechanisms to consider the possibility that we could do more than i can (laughs) and uh we all have Well, I'll speak for myself. I also had a strong patterning from when I was younger that my success is up to me. My pleasure is up to me. My fulfillment is up to me. Mm -hmm. And I've come to understand, and we'll probably talk more about this in future episodes, that living in that kind of psychology, it's not a naturally occurring psychology. It's an adaptive psychology to a particular kind of emotional environment in childhood. Mm -hmm. So, we get to bump up against these injuries and then we get to come back to our commitment yeah. of interdependency, um, which we're fond of the work of Stan Tatkin and this concept of 
secure functioning mm-hmm. adult relationships, which is uh, an adaptation of this body of uh, really interesting research uh, based on attachment patterns between infants and parents. We'll talk about that a lot more in the future. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, basically the idea that I'm personally responsible for my own fulfillment and I'm also responsible for Krista's fulfillment individually. And we're both responsible for the fulfillment of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is very different from codependency, which has been thrown around a lot. It's a di- very different dynamic than that right. dynamic, which, which we right. can get more into too. So before we wrap, I think that I think that I just want to say some of the other things that we're going to be talking about on this podcast as well, which is, you know, we have one of the things that really keeps our we in place and functioning well are agreements. So we have even from the very beginning, we started out with some agreements and we've actually turned them into 24 vows. From <laughs> our wedding. Yeah. From our wedding, which are awesome. I love them all so much. But they really, they're like, they're like bumpers to keep mm-hmm. us connected, aligned, repairing quickly. So we're going to share a lot about our practices and agreements and some of the other places that we get stuck and have challenges in our upcoming episodes. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.